Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The only place you have complete control over what's said to and around you is in your home. Otherwise, you exist in a diverse world of many people and many opinions of which are likely to offend you at some point or another. If you want to assume you are the focal point of everyone's life and ascribe meaning to every single passing comment and that idea that doesn't soundly resonate with your own belief system, you are going to live a very, very difficult life. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sit you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new Almost Adulting, the largest self-help podcast and movement, your number one destination for personal growth and mental health. I am your big sister and your host, Violetta. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. V-O-Letta. Violetta Elia Benson. I am here. Welcome to a brand new Benson Book Club on a beautiful Tuesday day. As you know, I'm writing a book this year. I mention this every Tuesday. Since I'm writing a book this year, I have decided to dedicate every Tuesday to my Benson Book Club where I share some of my favorite books and my favorite chapters with you guys for some knowledge, for some understanding, for some love, and for some guidance. Today, I will be sharing... 15 expectations to let go of in order for you to live a good life in your 20s, but also in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your everyday life, and just kind of how to live in the now and so on. And this is from the one-on-one essays that will change the way you think by Brianna West. So without further ado, let's get started. What are some expectations that you need to let go of in your 20s or at any age? Well, the first expectation is that you are meant to be extraordinary. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but extraordinary people are just that rare. Recognizing this does not mean that you are giving up on your potential. It just means that you are dissolving the illusions that you have about what it means to be your whole self and live your best life. We love hearing about the one in a billion success story as though it's such a natural end goal of working hard and actualizing yourself. It's not. The real question is what work are you willing to do even if nobody claps? What will be worthwhile if it goes unacknowledged? How will you feel loved by a few people if you aren't recognized by the many? Finding the exceptional in the ordinary is the real extraordinary. Number two, an expectation you must let go of is the fact that your faults are more forgivable and that your attributes are more exceptional. 
believing that you are less responsible for your misgivings and that you are more exceptionally skilled at your strengths is the mindset to which many people default, but it ultimately just keeps you small. If you don't acknowledge the magnitude of the poor choices that you're making, you are bound to justify doing them again and again and again. So if you live and act as though you can slide by because you're ever so slightly better than everyone else, then you will never actually try and you're lying to yourself. Number three, you can outsmart pain. Guess what? You cannot think your way out of pain. You cannot predict it. You cannot avoid it. And you cannot pretend that you don't feel it. Doing so is living a fraction of the life you were meant to. And it will make you a fraction of the person you're supposed to be. Number four, you must let go of the expectation is that love is something other people give you. People cannot transmute emotions, which is interesting to consider when you realize how utterly consumed the human race is with the concept of getting other people to love us. This is because when we think other people love us, we give ourselves then permission to feel love. It's a mind game, one in which we rely on everyone but ourselves to allow us to feel what's already inside of us. Because if you think love is something that exists everywhere but within your own mind and heart, then you will never actually have it. Number five, feeling something deeply means that it's meant to be. This will really get you. The intensity with which you experience something or someone does not equate, and I repeat, it does not equate to how quote-unquote destined it is. Many people deeply feel that they're called to be famous in their field, but they do not have the skill or the grit to make it. Most people who get married feel deeply that they're in the right relationship, but that doesn't mean that it won't end in potential divorce someday. Breakups are meant to be. Job losses and hurt feelings and disappointments are too. How do you know this? Well, because they happen often. They are the most pivotal redirects. Forget the final picture you want your life to amount to. It will never exist the way you think it should. And in the meantime, it will only ensure that you waste what you do have in the moment. There's only one final destination here. The only thing you are rushing towards is the end of your life. So maybe slow down. Number six, if you work on yourself enough, then you will not struggle anymore. Hey, guess what? If you work on yourself enough, then you will just understand what the struggle is for. That's it. Number seven, the idea that you can control what other people think of you. You can definitely control how you treat people, but you cannot actually control what they think. The idea that behaving a certain way will elicit a certain response is a delusion that will keep you puppeteering through your life. It will distance you from the person you want to be and the life you want to live. And for what? People are going to judge you, criticize you, condemn you, love you, admire you, envy, and lust based on their own subjective perception regardless. That means that you will one day accidentally waste your whole life caring so much about what everyone else thinks until one day you will realize that no one was ever thinking about you at all. You will try so hard to be someone else so other people will like you. And guess what? They will still, some of them, not like you because it never had anything to do with you. The way people see you, the way people feel about you, 
most often than not, has more to do with how they feel about themselves. We are nothing but a projection of what we feel inside. Everything around us, the universe itself, is a projection of how we truly feel about ourselves. That means that if I hate myself, I will walk around thinking that everyone else hates me too. If I have some serious mommy or daddy issues that I haven't dealt with, I will walk around then thinking that every man in my life is trying to belittle me or every woman in my life is trying to belittle me based on my perception of my childhood. So you cannot control what other people think of you. And you know what? You shouldn't even give a damn. Number eight, and this one is a tough pill to swallow, that hard work guarantees success. If you're looking for any particular outcome as the end goal of your hard work, you're most likely going to end up disappointed. The point of hard work is to recognize the person it makes you, not what it gets you. The former you can control and the latter, the truth is you can't. Number nine, the idea that your thoughts will change themselves when your circumstances change. So most people assume that when their lives change, then their thoughts will also change. When they have someone who loves them, then they will finally believe and think that they're worthy of love. When they will have money, only then they will have a different attitude about it. And unfortunately, the opposite is true. When you adopt a new mindset about money, only then you will start to behave differently. And only then you will be in a different fiscal position, for example. Your mind creates, it is not created. Number 10, the belief that other people are responsible for your feelings. The only place you have complete control over what's said to and around you is in your home. Otherwise, you exist in a diverse world of many people and many opinions of which are likely to offend you at some point or another. If you want to assume you are the focal point of everyone's life and ascribe meaning to every single passing comment and that idea that doesn't soundly resonate with your own belief system, you are going to live a very, very difficult life. Changing how other people think and treat you is not a matter of how outraged you get, but how willing you are to explain, to teach, and to share. Being defensive never precedes growth. It stunts it. Think about it. Number 11. Emotional intelligence is infallible composure. Self-esteem is believing that you are supremely, completely good. Happiness is a product of not having problems. Mm. Emotional intelligence is the ability to feel, express, and interpret your feelings productively. Self-esteem is believing that you are worthy of loving and being loved despite not being superior or completely good all the time. Happiness is a product of how you cope with your problems and whether or not you see them as opportunities that they are, you know, to learn more about yourself, to, to have a journey versus a destination for the happiness. Number 12, the idea that the right person will come at the right time. You will not be ready when the love of your life comes along. You also probably won't be ready when you see the listing for your dream job or to buy a house or maybe have a kid or maybe quit the job and try to write the book that you keep thinking about or get sick or lose a relative or die yourself. If you wait on the feeling of being ready, you will be waiting forever. And worse, 
you will miss out on the best of what's right in front of you. Number 13, the idea that you can postpone your happiness or save it up like it's some money in a bank. People tend to postpone their happiness to keep themselves safe. They dig for another problem to have to solve, another obstacle to overcome, another passageway until they can feel that the happiness they know is in their life. You cannot save up your happiness. You can either feel it in the moment or you will miss it. It's that simple. Happiness is temporary regardless. The only variable is whether or not you ever felt it in the first place. When I first started podcasting, having an online shop was the furthest thing from my mind. And now I'm back to selling all thanks to Shopify. I have a new shop now, shopdaddyissues.com. So you can check it out right now if you want some podcast merch because it's so easy. And it's literally all thanks to using Shopify. What I love about Shopify is that no matter how big or small you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything that you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. They're always there for you from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage to all the way to that that we just hit a million order stage. Ah! Shopify is there to help you grow and it helped me grow. So whether you're promoting protein powder bars or you are selling, I don't know, some supplements or your cat hair or your excess stuff or like me, podcast merch, Shopify will help you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform all the way to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you are selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to any other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort, all thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, me, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So... Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash adulting, all lowercase. You heard me correctly. Go to shopify.com slash adulting now to grow your business no matter what stage you are in. That is shopify.com slash adulting. Number 13, anxiety and negative thinking are just pesky irritants that you just have to learn how to avoid. Anxiety is one of the main driving forces that has kept you as well as our entire species alive. Struggling with crippling overabundance of it usually means that you are not listening to it or that there is some major issue in your life you refuse to address or take action on. And then the power of negative thinking is that it shows us what matters and how we need to respond to our lives. And lastly, number 15, focusing slowly on your own needs will make you the happiest. Meaning, constantly putting yourself first although there's nothing wrong with putting yourself first but this is about always thinking that that's the only way you will find true happiness so despite what many corners of the internet would have you believe self-sufficiency is just a precursor to happiness it is the foundation it is crucial but it is not the connectedness on which human beings thrive committing 
sacrificing, trying, and trying again for the people that you love and the things that you believe in are what makes life feel worthwhile. So meeting your own needs is the first step, but it's not the ultimate goal. Okay, so what are some good goals to set that are more about enjoying what you have than chasing what you don't? Milestones are markers that you are evolving. They do not create emotional fulfillment in the way that we think they will. This this confusion is why with the dawn of each new year, our resolutions are to change our lives rather, rather than change ourselves. But what if we made goals that were more about loving what we have rather than chasing what we don't? What if we realized that it's what we were seeking in the first place? It's something to consider, if not even try, just a little. So here are a few ideas to get you started. Number one, pick up where you left off. That's right, finish that half-read book on your shelf. Eat what's in the cupboard. Wear what you own in ways you never thought before. Apologize and actually mean it this time. Call old friends, revisit old projects, try other routes. Number two, Seek out ways to appreciate the way people are, not the way you want them to be. Look, it's not your job to judge who is deserving of your love and kindness. It is not your job to fix anybody. It is only your job to love them in whatever way you see appropriate. You are not anybody else's God, even if you're delusional enough to think that. Make time for the friends that you have more than you seek out the ones that you don't. So stop counting how many people are in your life as though hitting a certain tally will make you feel more loved. And instead start appreciating how rare and beautiful it is to even just have one close friend in your life that loves you and appreciates you. Because not everybody is that lucky. Each day, write down one thing that your body allowed you to do, whether It was watching your favorite show or listening to the sounds on the street on the way to work or being able to see a computer screen or hug someone you love. Focus on what your body does more than what it is, more than what it looks like. Focus on what your body does more than what it looks like doing it. Number five, learn to love things that don't cost much. Learn to love simple foods and cooking it, being outside the company of a friend, going for walks, watching the sunrise, a full night's sleep, a good day's work. Basically, just learn how to appreciate things that are free, that we don't realize how thankful we are to have them, including your body. I mean, here's the fact that I'm deaf in one of my ears, and that has always made me appreciate sound so much more. I'm deaf in my left ear. I've always been deaf in my left ear. So for me, I constantly appreciate the fact that I can hear because I only have one ear to do it with. So, you know, think about how thankful, how lucky you are that you get to see the sunrise with your eyes that are working. How thankful you are that your heart, your liver, your lungs, your kidneys are functioning every single day to give you another day on this earth. The fact that right now you have a roof over your head. I mean, I guess that does cost money. So, but having people in your life that you love that are still around because you never know when the last day with them is. Being able to use your legs to take a walk, you know, being able to sleep on a bed. The next one is number six, start a journal of days where 
you write down a sentence or two to sum up each day of your year. And the reason keeping up with the journal is only sustainable for a week or so is that nobody has the time or energy to thoughtfully or extensively detail their everyday lives. Yet we miss out on the incredible opportunity to see how far we've come and what our lives are ultimately compromised of when we fail to. So make it easy for yourself. Just write down one sentence that sums up the day before bed. And then in a year, you will be grateful that you did. Number seven, find meaning and joy in the work that you do, not the work that you wish you did. Finding fulfillment in work is never about pursuing your idea of what your purpose is. It is always about infusing purpose into whatever it is that you already do. Number eight, give everything you own a home. It is essentially the key to feeling at peace in your space. So go through your belongings and only keep what's purposeful or beautiful to you. And then assign each of those things a home, a space to return to each night. It makes maintaining a flow in your space effortless and calming. And also it's part of uncluttering your life is white magic. So in order to unclutter your life and be in peace in life, you have to start with the home that you live in. So you unclutter your home and get rid of things that no longer serve you, which will then, you know, also translates into getting rid of things in your life that no longer serve you. Number nine, this is not for everyone, but call your mom. Not everybody has this privilege. So if you have a mother that you have a good relationship with, call them more often. And if you don't have a mother in your life, I'm so sorry for your loss, then call your father if that is also not available to you then call someone that you consider like family and call them more often because again you have a last day with every person in your life and you just don't know when it is and then the last one i will leave you with is aspire to be someone who gives things meaning not someone who seeks things to give them meaning so rather than chasing success what if you chased kindness rather than believing that wealth is the mark of a life well lived what if you believe that intelligence is or the kindness is or the being open-minded is i give you two more okay second to last is do the most important things immediately in the mornings so give your energy to what matters the most right when you wake up when you have the most of it and this also helps you define what really matters to you. I actually like that idea because sometimes I leave off the things I care about the most or need to do. I procrastinate. I leave it till later on in the day. And by that time, I'm too tired. I'm not creative. So I like that. And then the last one, shed what no longer serves you. Teach yourself to let go of the big things by learning to let go of the little ones first. It is easier to bypass thoughts and emotions that are negative in nature when you are able to release belongings and objects with negative associations. So for example, fuck my cat, I'm going to get rid of her because she's not good for my health. So buy pancakes, we are starting 2024 with a bang. <laughs> Obviously, I'm totally kidding. She will forever serve me even though I'm highly, highly deadly allergic to cats and she gives me eczema on my eyes, which I'm incredibly insecure about. But that is something I will figure out how to deal by getting allergy shots and keeping my cat. So yes, she serves me. But you know what doesn't serve me? 
my insecurities about my eczema because the right person will love me with my eczema okay all right you guys my angels my besties thank you so much for listening to another amazing tuesday episode of benson book club and i will see you on thursday and of course if you enjoyed today's episode don't forget we now have three episodes a week so if you want to also catch my sunday episodes make sure to subscribe to my podcast and the link is in the bio of this episode yes we have a paid subscription now for the podcast and that's how you can catch a new episode every sunday as well love you besties bye